Armbar, I just got back the odd copy from our sponsors. Can you do the read for me? Oh, boss, you know I can't read. Right, right. Oh, look, it's Doubletail. Barry, can you spare uh, a minute? Sure, what's up? Also, I'm pretty sure I asked you not to call me Barry. Well, Barry, our sponsors gave us this ad copy to read, and unfortunately, our friend Armbar here can't read, so can you do the promo for us? Uh, sure thing. <clears throat> hey there, sports fans. Baragon Doubletail here to remind you Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by Dragon Master Games. Shop at their online storefront for your D&D and TTRPG products, as well as collectibles. We're now also partnered with FanRoll, who make high-quality dice sets, dice bags, trays and towers, and other accessories. Follow our affiliate link and use code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save 10%, and a portion of your order goes to support the show. Finally, you can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Ko-fi. Subscribers get access to wild rewards like exclusive bonus content, tarot readings from Rook, social media shoutouts, and tabletop games with the cast. As always, all the relevant links can be found in the show notes. Now, let's rock. Support the show, or I'ma come near ya. You, you, you can't threaten your listeners. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Support the show, jabronis. Hello, and welcome back to whatever episode this is. The Epi one-on-one episode. Oh, buddy. Epi. I picked a great time. A perfect time out of all the times to try that Dwarven Ale immediately before my one-on-one Fey Realm nonsense. That's right. Epi is still toasty. <laughs> so, Epi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find yourself pulled through the plane shift as everyone scatters into different directions, pulled apart by the imperfect casting by Queen Mab. Uh, you are thrown into a courtyard. At first, it is a soft landing. You find yourself in just soft soil and grass and looks to be... Sometime in the night. The moon is high in the sky. Stars are in the sky. And you find yourself... As you look around, getting your bearings, you're in... Looks to be a garden. There's flowers all around you. In... Tended to rows. Right? Like, it is clear that this is... Somewhere that someone is specifically growing flowers in a garden. And not just wildflowers. Looking around a little bit more, you see, just about 20 feet away, uh, there's a marble walkway that is cutting down the center of the garden. And in one direction, you see, looks to be an obsidian palace. In the other direction, you see a wall, also made of obsidian, about, looks to be 50 to 60 feet high. I'm going to squint at it. I definitely can't climb that. Hmm. Carry on. Looking at the top of the wall, you see some shadowy figures, humanoid, which you can't quite make anything out because it is nighttime. 
uh, patrolling the top. Uh, around you are luminescent gravewort flowers. And they give off a dim, ethereal beauty to the otherwise imposing architecture. Uh, you are here along with your Ifrit friend. We're having a Tim Can situation. I don't remember my Ifrit's name again. What would you like to name them? Well, see, here's the thing. is I named them at some point. So for the entirety of this, I'm just going to go with, hey, this is my buddy. This is Buddy here. Yeah, he's my buddy. Cool. So Buddy <laughs> is your, your little tiny fiery friend. Yes. Okay. Here you are in a courtyard garden. What do you do? Hmm. Let's see. I'm just kind of gawking around and, like, I'm sure Epi's still just a little nauseous from being, you know, pulled around and spat out here. It was not a pleasant experience. Not unlike being carsick. So I may sit there for a little bit and I'm looking at these flowers nearby me. What, what do I know about Grave Ward? Roll a nature chick. Oh boy. Oh wow, I actually have a bonus to that. Okay. That is a 12 plus 4 for a 16. So the 16, you know that Gravewort usually grows in dark areas. And typically uh, where death has happened. Oh. It has many alchemical properties. Uh, it's unusual to see them growing in this quantity. And looking around, they are... Very well tended to. Hmm. Fun. There's definitely some dead junk around here. Um. Let's see. I think since it has some good alchemical properties, are there any that I could harvest without anybody really noticing? I mean, how much do you want to take? It's an entire garden. It is. These are the, the flowers being grown here. True. Maybe just a couple of stems, nothing enough to like... I, I wouldn't uproot a plant, but I might take a few off, and at least one flower to smush in the book. Okay, sure. Uh, you do so, without having to make a check. Haha. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm not stealing a plant, someone worked hard on these, clearly. Let's see, does my Ifrit give off light, is the real question, on account of it being a little fire dude. Yes. Not bright, but dim. Okay. Let me see if we can... You know what? I have thaumaturgy. I can... It... I will kind of have that in the back of my mind. If somebody's around, I'm gonna dim him with thaumaturgy. Like, even more. Okay. I mean, you did see... Patrols atop the wall. I might dim him a little bit. Be like, alright, buddy, buddy. You see the people on the wall? Try and, like, hide a little bit so they don't see you, because you are you're a little bright, buddy. Okay. I'm gonna thaumaturgy him. I could even let him, like, hide in my cloak if he wants, because then he wouldn't shine out as much. Sure. I mean, he is now giving off very, 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 like a two-watt bulb, right? Like, unless you're looking right at him, you probably are not going to see him. Perfect. 
Actually, let's see. He's not going to catch my clothes on fire, so I may just give him the robe that I was wearing. <laughs> well, this is a tiny creature. Oh, he so would, uh, he would... He, he could swallow my sleeves! Yes. I put him in my sleeves. Okay. <laughs> let's see. With all of this stuff going around, and I can't see the folks on top of the wall, and presumably they can't see me. Presumably. It is Presumably. dimly lit where you are, whereas the top of the wall is in darkness and too far for your dark vision to pick apart. Okay. So you're seeing shadowy humanoid figures on the backdrop of a starry sky. Pretty. Let's see. I think uh, I may be a little bit sneaky because I don't know where I am, but if I could get... Is there any place in this garden where I wouldn't be like in their line of sight if they look down? Uh, you can try? So yeah. remember, it's dimly lit. Yeah. On account of the flowers that are all over the place. And I will say, when you picked the flowers, the glow dimmed a little, but it did not fade entirely. Oh, well they're definitely going into my uh, little ingredients bag. and I am going to open Mort and stick one of those little flowers in there and smush it. Let's see... So I think, uh, let me check how long one particular thing takes. It takes one minute to cast Animate Dead. And these grow where there are dead. Yes. Hmm. Let's see. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for now because I don't know what all's here. And I don't want to be walking around with some zombies in the event that... You know, you could talk your way out of something. But, it looks like there might be something. I might have to duck out and raise me some buddies. <laughs> okay. But I think for now, let's, uh, let's go, uh, cautiously venture towards that marble pathway so we can get a better look. Sure. I mean, it's 20 feet. It's right there. So, you say cautiously, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Okay. Don't fail me now, blueberries. Ooh, blueberries did not fail me. That was a 17. I don't remember what my plus is for sneaky. Oh yeah, plus one for stealth. So that was an 18 total. I'm being super sneaky for the world's drunkest person. I'm just like, alright, alright, we can do this. Focus. Focus. Actually, since oh. you are drunk, it is actually a disadvantage. Crap. Blueberry dice. Don't fail me now. Okay, that was a 16. Plus one for a 17. <laughs> Epi is just focusing so much. <laughs> trying Actually, to be... very respectable. Or... Like, you know when you're just drunk enough that you're like, alright, I am taking all of my brain power and putting it towards the one acting normal thing. <laughs> yep. Some drunk people walk in the doors. You are being very, very quiet. Excellent. Alright. So... Where, where does this marble pathway go? So, the marble pathway uh, is the main entryway, basically. On In one direction is a gatehouse. That's the wall. And the other direction seems to be the main entry to this palace. The pathway branches off to the side in both directions. Uh, it looks like it goes kind of around in a circle to possibly some other entrances or side areas of the palace wherever you feel like going 
how brave do I want to be? Oh, man, I have the dumbest idea. I'm trying to think if it would be a good idea or if I'm going to get murked immediately. You know what? It makes for good content. I would like to uh, walk up to the front door. And I would like to very gingerly knock. Okay. You walk up to the front door. A very large onyx door knocker is there. Very gently. The doors open on their own. Inside the palace, in that entryway, now that the doors have swung open, uh, you see something akin to nonsense, actually. You see a sculpture of a raven in flight, but it's actually, like, in flight. Like, there's nothing, there's not a pedestal. It's just there, hovering. And there's several more, like, in a circular pattern through the main entryway. There's polished marble columns on either side of the entryway, leading to a set of staircases going up on either side. In the center is a statue of a hooded feminine figure with a white mask. Oh no. <laughs> the ravens seem to be swarming in front of her. Oh, uh, oh there no. is There is an altar at the foot of that statue. Uh, there are doors on either side on the ground floor and doors on either side behind the statue. That's a lot of doors. Um, I, uh, above game, oh man, in game, uh, Epi, drunk out of his mind, is just gonna kind of step in and be like, hello, is there, is there anyone here? You don't hear a response. Okay. Well, I think, uh, for now, I'm just gonna kinda, I think, walk up to one of these statues, flip open my book, and start sketching, like, some of the statues, and write in it, Lord, what am I? <laughs> so... You draw a sketch of the, the raven statue, which is just a life, like a pretty good approximation of what a raven would look like, right? Mm. It's, it's carved stone, of course, and it just is levitating. But they look to be in motion. You, you draw a pretty good sketch and write that. Uh, the ink fades into the page as it normally does. And after a moment, Mort goes, I don't know. I'm a book. That's fair. I also don't know where I am. Reminds me next time I get this lovely idea. I can't hold my liquor. Don't try the dwarven ale. I will avoid the dwarven ale as I am a book. <laughs> and I write in there, well, if you want to try it, I guess I could pour a drop or two in here. And draw a little smiley face. Ah, uh, smiley face fades, and the you know the the no expression emoji, like <laughs> flat mouth, just blank stare. That's what reappears. 
Epi kind of giggles at that, and he's just like, so he lets he lets Buddy out of the out of the he closes the book, lets that Buddy out of the sleeve. Hey, hey, Buddy, Buddy, you can fly, right? Uh, yeah. Why? Great. Um, can you see if there's like anything up? The, and Epi like waves in the general direction of like get a sky view of whatever this room is. Yeah, why? Oh, I I just well I can't fly, and I want to know if there's like stuff up there. Oh. Oh, those are so disappointed. I mean, if you you're welcome to explore too. I I think we're okay, and I kind of squint at the. The figure, I'm like, I think that's a Raven Queen. I may have some splinning to do, but um, I think we're fine. You want to look around? When you say the Raven Queen, there is a dull rumble in the the palace, just for a moment. Oh no. That's, that's fine. That's probably fine. On second thought, maybe the ale was a good idea. <clears throat> of note, while you are drunk in this fashion, you are immune to the frightened condition. <laughs> that explains so much of what's going on right now. <laughs> Epi, oh no, the consequences of my actions. Oh well, this was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so Buddy flies up and takes a look around it is an arched ceiling uh, the second floor does have balconies looking down onto the main room each balcony has a doorway leading in one coming above and to the side of the statue and then one uh, leading into another room to the side. Uh, and these are, of course, at the top of the marble columns on either side. To the best of his knowledge, there's nothing in this room except for flying raven statues. That's cool, actually. Like, it, you gotta admit, she's got a vibe. Like, this it's an aesthetic. I'm gonna kinda stumble up towards what appears to be the offering plate. Okay. There anything, and I'm gonna kind of look around the offering plate. Like, what? What is this? What's it look like up close? So, the altar itself is a gem encrusted stone altar. The stone is polished and carved so that there are. I would say without needing to make a religion check, since you've impersonated her, this is, of course, the Raven Queen. <laughs> uh, the designs are of ravens and other symbology related to her following. Mm -hmm. The altar itself is fairly large. Uh, it would come up to about Epi's chest. And on it is a silver bowl. And inside the silver bowl is what looks to be just clear water. Um, doesn't have a scent. You can taste it if you want. Uh, <laughs> other than that silver bowl, the altar itself is empty. There is a 
golden black cloth draped over the altar itself. Uh, black with gold embroidery on it. And that is that is the altar that you seek. Okay. Epi's gonna kind of squint at it and kind of think, you know, you know what, buddy? I I have an idea. See, uh, I th this lady, uh, yeah, she seems alright. She, you know, maybe she's not that bad because she hasn't like smote me or anything yet. But uh, and I'm just gonna root around in one of my sleeves and pull out one of my multitude of diamonds, and I'm just gonna kind of stare at him like, well, I figured she'll earn them with her fancy name and stuff, so I put a, a diamond on the cloth, and then I'm just, like, staring at it. Wait, wait, I, I know exactly what I should leave here. Hang on. And the little raven skull, um, basically pin that I got from Giselle. I'm gonna take that off and be like, you know what? This serves me pretty well, and I'm just gonna plop it on the altar, too. Consider that- and I'm gonna whisper into the water, because I'm drunk and this makes perfect sense. Gonna kinda whisper at the water. Thanks for not- for being cool about the whole Raven Queen thing. Appreciate ya. I'm gonna kinda stumble <laughs> away. <laughs> so, roll a religion check at disadvantage, first. <laughs> you know what? Metal dice. At disadvantage. Okay, I don't think I could roll worse. Um, that was a five plus four for a whopping nine. Okay. That's, that's respectable. That's decent. <laughs> you, as best you can tell, this is not something that would offend. And now also roll a perception check. Also at disadvantage. Oh boy, okay. Here we go. I'm just rolling two dice for this one. Let's see. We've got... <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we've got an eight and a three. So uh, my perception is plus two for a whopping five. Okay. I am doing so good. I am walking so straight. I'm going to get a great grade in sobriety. <laughs> so, as you turn around from the altar, standing there is what looks to be the corpse of an elf wearing full like religious vestments there is a uh, raven's head amulet hanging around his neck full black and gold robes shaved head like no hair at all no eyebrows nothing right mm -hmm. um, but looks gray like a corpse so how dead is this guy like how long has he been dead Looks preserved, but looks like a corpse. Okay. Does Epi speak Elven? Uh, let me check if El Epi speaks. I have the I have the little rock from the thing. Epi sits there for a second trying to read it, and he's like, uh, "I I don't speak Elven." Wait, wait. Like touches the rock from the obelisk in his pocket. Well, okay. So, I ask that because. The corpse is going to speak. Oh! He goes, Fun! Thank you for your offering. And you know that he is speaking Elven, even though 
it's through that tiny piece of the obelisk that you're able to understand him. I'm just going to kind of look at this dead guy and be like, You're welcome! Why are you- are, how- aren't you dead? Uh, the elf tilts his head a little and says, The mother was not expecting visitors today. You know, that's funny. I wasn't expecting to be here today either. I've had- I've had a hell of a day. I was almost dead earlier, so, like, I- I get the struggle. Um, yeah. And then somebody cast, like, uh, one of those doors that shoots you off onto a different plane, and I wound up here, and... How's your day going? I am... the same as always. Would you like... to stay a while? Uh... Abby thinks about it. I, I appreciate the offer, but I, actually, actually, it since this is, uh, you know, the Raven Queen's place, yeah, I think she could help me find where all my buddies got spit out, because they also got shot through that tunnel. It was the worst. I am so motion sick. You have no idea. An audience with her ladyship. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, like, if, if, you know, even if she has, like, a, a secretary or something who could just point me in the right direction, like, I, I don't want to bother her. I feel like I, you know, I, she wasn't expecting visitors, you know, maybe she had something she was doing on her time off. I don't, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> but you are here. Is that rude? I'm so sorry, I... You have, have made an yeah. offering. Uh, Your presence is not offensive. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's nice of her. <clears throat> I, I figured, you know, that kind of owed it. On account of... Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, sure? Le you know what? Sure, let's... let's Let's meet her. Maybe she's cool. Yeah. Very well. This way. And just in regular even strides, without any hint of emotion or expression, uh, he leads you to one of the doors behind the altar. Uh, it opens for him. He does not touch the door. It just opens in front of him. Uh, do you follow? I am going to stumble along behind and be like, that is a serious... How do your doors do that? That's really cool. The temple, the palace, is an extension of her will. Ah. I'm in a temple? Yes. That does explain some things. Huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna stumble along behind him. Yeah. I might flip out my book for a little bit and write in it. Good news. I found out where we are. <clears throat> so, as you're... <clears throat> I do want to paint the picture a little bit. As you're mm -hmm. walking, the palace itself, if walking into seeing levitating statues was nonsense, the hallway itself seems to curve at 
architecturally impossible ways. It's like you take four rights, but never intersect. Like, you don't go up or down. You just take four right turns, but never intersect with the same hallway. Uh, you remember in Ocarina of Time, the like I said in Legend of Zelda, there was the twisting hallway? Yeah. In the spiritual... Like, you have that, that moment, right? Like, it's... There's at one point there's a door on the ceiling and you just are able to walk up the wall to the door. It is absolutely incomprehensible the pathway you're taking. So while you kind of are able to keep track of where you've come from, you get the sense that this is not a normal place. This is there's something going on here that is very 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 unnatural. Even from, like, looking at the palace from outside, right? This uh-huh. shouldn't happen. I'm just stumbling along behind this guy, and I just look at him like, I'm glad you're here to help me find where I'm going. Why is th- There's a door on the ceiling. I've never seen a door on the ceiling before. The palace twists to her whims. I'm not necessary. Only her. Uh-huh. She has interesting architectural tastes. As I kind of, like, hold on to a wall to steady myself a little bit. <laughs> sure. Um, disorienting as it is, uh, it does not take a lot of time before you are brought to what look to be chambers that serve as a waiting area, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a bench that could double as a bed, but it's clearly like a bench. There's some sitting areas, a desk, uh, a small chest where like things can be stored. Uh And it's just a, a, it's a small-ish room. Okay. And he, he opens the door and says, wait here, please. Can do, buddy. Thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, Tour. I'm gonna stop, stumble inside, and kind of plop down at the desk and hold on for dear life, because you know the room's probably spinning a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> so you hear the door close. Uh, he does not even announce his exit or anything. He just the door shut, and you are by yourself. There are windows in this room. I think I'm gonna. I'm going to set Mort down on the desk and then kind of stumble over and look outside the window. As you look down out of the window, you see the night sky below you. And as you look up, you see the Gravewort Garden above you. I am going to squint real hard at it and then be like, That's why the door was on the ceiling. Huh. Cool. I'm gonna kind of... I'm gonna take like a little... I probably have a pebble of some kind. I'm just gonna kind of look around and then in the most amazing drunk person idea, I'm gonna drop it out the window and see which way it falls. Uh, you try to open the window, it is not opening for you. Can I sit there with my little pebble like... Aw. Worth a shot. 
I put you it back do in. so. <laughs> oh goodness. So I'm gonna gonna go amble back over to the desk and sit back down for a bit, and I'm just gonna be like peek in the chest, see if there's anything in it. It's empty. I put it back down, kind of disappointed. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of sit there for a bit, kind of strum my fingers, and I'm gonna kind of get an idea and and flip the flip the book open and kind of write down in it, like, "Good news, Mort. I know what I am. We're in a temple of the Raven Queen." Turns out, the small offering was a good idea. We're gonna go meet her. She sounds cool. The ink fades away, and there's like a longer pause than you're used to from Mort. <laughs> Mort's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Thing comes up, never drink dwarven ale again. <laughs> Appearing on the page is a flowing script that reads simply, We should leave. I kind of squint at it and I'm like, Takes him a second, and then he's like, I write on there, You're not like evil or something. Like, you don't seem like it to me, but you know, I figured I should ask before, like, in case we go see a Raven Queen, like, you're not evil. Just verifying. No, I'm not. But you've been impersonating her, well, her followers, for a long time. Sit there for a second. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I did leave a diamond in the little raven skull my sister gave me, and she seemed cool with it. Where are you now? I am in a waiting room that is upside down, and I don't know how that happened. I followed a dead guy here. <laughs> I see. That's all it says, is just, I see. And then <laughs> the ink fades, and there's just a long, long pause. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm gonna just write in there. You don't think she's the smiting type, do you? I think she could be. You're not really building up my confidence here, buddy. <laughs> Although, and then I just wait for a second that I write, On the other hand, you are always honest with me. She was once a mortal. A powerful... Sorceress. Mage? Who took a piece of death's domain and a piece of fate's domain that was lifetimes ago, but she has not always been a god. I'm gonna write in there. Well, that's cool. We have at least one thing in common. I remember what it's like to be mortal. How'd she do that? It's a complicated process. Well, sure, otherwise you'd have just every Nepo baby trying to be a god of 
I don't know, got an ace track or whatever. Hey, quick question. How long do you usually wait for an audience with the Raven Queen? Because they did tell me to wait here. I have no idea. I've never been here. Me neither. There's a first time for everything. Hey, hey. Since we've got a little bit of time, I do have a question. That's been, like, on my mind for a while. You're down to answer that while we wait for the Raven Queen? I, I could try and run, but I don't remember how to get out. There was... There was a lot of turns. We took a right four times and somehow went forward. I don't know where I am. There's a window. I'd probably die if I fell out of it, though. You are in her castle, in her domain. You are entirely in her power. As am I. Great. I write that with a lot of ease. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, I'm gonna write in there. Alright, so, we're, we're friends. I consider us friends, right? Art, do you see me as a friend? I do, as a matter of fact. Alright, there, aw, with a little heart. And I'm just gonna write after that. So, like, when you get out of there, are you still gonna, like, I don't know, be in contact and stuff? Because, like, I don't know, man. I'm used to having my little pen pal. I'm gonna have to get you a standing stone or something. I think you and I will always be... friends. Alright. Aww. With a little heart. <laughs> no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run in there. Oh. So, uh, thanks to the genie prince, I've won so much money. Is there anything you want to do when you get out? Like, I can probably fund it. I think for starters, we should just focus on getting out. That's fair. Hey, on the topic of creating bodies... I kind of promised Roll I'd make him one, and since I'm making you one, too... How the fuck do I do that? <laughs> well... You find one that's not being used. You just put him inside of it. Unless you feel like growing your own. But that's complicated. How do I grow one of my own? I, I don't have to get anyone pregnant, do I? Oh, no. Oh, good. <laughs> so how do you make a little test tube body? It requires... Lots of equipment. Lots of materials. Alright, down. Good news, Mort. I'm filthy fucking rich. I think we can afford it. Indeed. And if we get to a situation where we can, I'll happily share the secret. Cool. Just give me a shopping list for when we get back, and I'll tell Brock it's for, I don't know, beer making. Actually, you know what? It's still Roll in there. I'll just tell Roll it's for his body. I'm tempted to make him, like, really short, just to piss him off. 
That is entirely up to you. <laughs> hey, so like, the last guy that had this book, he also was trying to revive you, but you totally ditched him. What made you pick me instead of that guy? You're good. He wasn't. <laughs> Gonna write in there. Aw. Heart. <laughs> as you're writing it, it gets scratched out. Like, as you're trying... <laughs> I like if, there. if a book could have an eye twitch, you've got it. <laughs> Epi's gonna make a little, like, you know, the the, st the stinker face that's like the, you know, the, the greater than symbol and the little three for a mouth. That one. Just like the hee hee. Anyway. <laughs> He's put just a little doodle in there. So a little time passes and then he writes, Hey, I got, I got another question for you. Yes? Giselle mentioned when I brought her back that, like, there's still a sticky presence on her soul. Like, I know that, I, I don't really know how this, I, like, I know how the spell works, but what was that about? Well, she's bound to me. Huh. What's that mean? It means that... You brought her back using my power. So now... Her soul is bound to me, and when she dies... Hopefully in the far distant future... Before her soul moves on... It comes to me. I'm gonna squint real hard at the book. You're sure you're not evil? I'm sure. Okay. Because when we tried to find your book in the library, I smacked my face on that wall between mortals and humans. Are you a god? Yes and no. Fascinating. What do you mean by that? I'm a book. For now? But when I get you out, what are you gonna be? A god, I suppose. Huh. God of what? <sighs> Secrets. <laughs> Above game. <laughs> In game. That's why we get along so good. Alright, alright. That's, that's a vibe. Why do you want souls if you're the god of secrets? It's a secret. Ah, uh, just a lot of A's. Like, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm gonna write. So, like, after they go visit you, do, are they gonna go to, to, I don't know, the good place? Do you judge anybody? Do you, what do you need them for? There were a lot of questions there. Okay. They come to me. Yeah. Then they go to wherever they would have gone normally. The good place, the bad place, the crazy place, wherever. There's a crazy place. Yes, you've been there. On Pandemonium. Oh. Uh, cool. So what do you do with them? 
Usually nothing. Usually? Usually. What do you do when you don't, when you are, like, unusually using the... I'm a little drunk. I don't remember how to say this, but when you do use them for things, what's it for? For the ones that owe me things. They serve out their sentence. And then I let them go. Do I owe you something? Not a thing. Cool. And neither does your sister. How can you tell that someone owes you something? They made a pact. Oh. Well, that's on them. Alright. But even I after the debt is paid, the link remains. That's... I mean, that's fair. You know, you, you sign a deal you know what you're in for, usually. For instance, you gave me the ability to bring people back. I kind of thought it was wizard magic and not god magic, but... Eh. It, it, it is, still works. It is wizard magic. Ooh. You're doing this. Just with a little guidance. That's cool. That's why she owes me nothing. You brought her back. I think about it real hard for a second. What's about all those scrolls I sent out? A lot of new souls linked to me. But they owe me nothing. You sound pretty cool. I appreciate you with the, the guidance to bring everybody back, but not, like, taking taxes on it or something. So, like, is... So you being the god of secrets, is that why you didn't want to be legend lord? Like, privacy reasons? Yeah. Privacy reasons. <laughs> Effing is so... Go with the flow on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sure it... I don't know if it's a secret, but with Dot, I assume not. Do you know why she hates me? Because she's evil. That and you're makes good. total sense, actually. It's kind of hard to believe that somebody would be an evil chicken, but on the other hand, it's Dot. That makes sense. Hey, speaking of, I've got like an hour. Probably. I could try and bring Dot back. Let her loose on the place if you wanted some eyes and ears. You can try it. It takes ten minutes, not an hour. Oh, yeah. Why do I always think it takes an hour to summon her? I don't know. Do you spend ten minutes trying to summon Dot? Yes. You attempt to summon Dot and feel that the summoning from another plane to this one is blocked. Huh. Gonna write in the book. If she asks, I did try. Whoopsie. <laughs> So they, they're not really coming back just yet. I'm just sitting here, chilling. You are just sitting there. I'm like, gonna... Like, that door has shut and nothing's happening. Just kind of sit there tooling my thumbs for a bit. And I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna peek out the door if it opens. Does not. I'm gonna go sit back at the desk. Open the book. Bad news, buddy. I think we're locked in here. That's unfortunate. Eh, I've kind of winged it before now. I may as well keep winging it. It's going well so far. She's not gonna, like, 
take you from me or anything. Is that right? It depends on if she finds out that I'm here. Huh. You think if I left you in the chest she- Well, actually, the guy said that this castle's an extension of her everything, so she might know. How do I get you out of this? Leoman's tiny hut? I don't think that will do it. To be yeah. honest, I'm not sure what the answer is here. We're in her plane now. Hmm. I'm gonna think for a little bit. And just kinda... Let's see, let's see. Hmm. Just gonna scribble in there. So I can't bring you back here. Or just cram your soul in the, I don't know, the Ifrit temporarily. I'm sorry, say that again. I was like, so I can't bring you back here or like cram your soul into the Ifrit temporarily. It doesn't really work that way. If it was that easy or that simple, someone else would have done it. I'm gonna write in there. That makes sense, yeah. So if she sees you at all, we're in trouble. I suspect we're in trouble anyway. You're not being allowed to leave. I mean, she seemed cool at the beginning. I left a little offering. She said I was welcome here. Remember that she was a mortal. And mortals can be complicated, two-faced. Even of two minds. Ah. I kind of think for a second, and I look at, out the window again, and I look at Mort, and I look out the window. I write in the book, I have an idea. So, uh, I'm gonna tuck Mort into the sleeve, and, uh, I am going to tuck Buddy into the other sleeve. <laughs> sure, sure. And I am going to Misty Step back into that garden. Okay. If I can. Uh, the window is sealed shut. You are not able to Misty Step through it. And I would say you don't lose the spell slot trying it. Oh. Ah, dang. I thought the teleportation would work through there. Uh, go ahead and roll wild magic for me, please. Ah, dang it. <laughs> 33. Uh, you cast Detect Magic. Oh boy. What do I uh, see? Nothing. Actually. Except for the magic stuff you have on your person. Nothing. It's to be oh. just a room. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking at Glyph of Warding right now. Could I make a Glyph that turns something invisible? I've actually never I used think this so. before. Hang on, let me look at the spell. <laughs> So, yes. Remember that if the glyph is moved more than ten feet, uh, the glyph goes away. Okay. So, yeah, you could put a glyph and it makes you invisible, right? But then, like, you can't put the glyph on a piece of paper and carry it with you. Okay. So I'm gonna write in the book. So when I'm going to uh, visit the Raven Queen... I could put a glyph on you to make you invisible. Leave a uh, buddy here and tell him if anybody comes in and they find you to just grab you and run. Or I could 
I could even leave a little glyph for the animated shadow you gave me. Have that run off with you. Well, let's just bet on the Raven Queen, not knowing what I am. That's probably a solid bet. I'll just leave you in my sleeve and, uh, I kind of look at him and I'm like, You do have a magic glow. If she asks, do I just tell her you're, like, my wizard book? Um, Mort does not have a magic glow. Oh, cool. Never mind then. I'm gonna blink a bit. Oh, sorry. No, that was just, that was just a glimmer of reflection on you. Sorry, bud. Uh, yeah. There's a bench here. Like, I've fallen asleep at a desk before. I... Whew. This... Okay, this ale's really kicking my butt. Um, is there anything else I should, uh, prepare for this? Because, uh... Whew. I... I mean, I think she's cool. But we'll see. She let you here for a reason. See what she wants. You're certainly not going to win a combat or contest with her. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully I'm charming. That's got me out of a lot of situations, but, like, only kind of. Alright, alright. I'm going to hide you in my sleeves like I always do. I'm gonna take a nap. Hopefully we'll be fine. So, uh, you lay down to take a nap. Uh, you do sleep very, very soundly. Uh, <laughs> Eight hours later, you have the benefit of a long rest. Woohoo! <laughs> During your rest, you dream very vividly. Oh? You are sitting in... It's interesting. It's like a steel chair, but it's actually quite comfortable, right? Even though you're sitting on metal, it shouldn't be comfortable, but it is. Uh, in front of you is a checkered table. Marble and onyx in a pattern. Kind of like a chessboard, right? Uh, there's, there's no, like, pieces. It's just a checkered table. Mm -hmm. Sitting across from you is the Raven Queen. Oh. I'm gonna hold my hand out like, Hello. It's nice to finally meet you. Uh, she takes your hand. It's nice to meet you, Giuseppe. Oh, oh, good. You do know my real name. Okay, so you're at least mildly aware of everything? I've always known it. Cool. Um, I... Was it alright that I was using your name for all of that? I mean, uh, just... I didn't want people looking in too much to what I was doing. But Absolutely I was not. Back. Oh. <clears throat> uh, Alright. Um. Well. I guess I can, um. Hmm. I'll. Well. I'll, I'll stop doing that then. It's up to you. I'm not going to smite you for it. Oh, good. I was worried about that. Like, you know, I just, you've seen the diff other gods, and they're very smitey, and I wasn't sure. Like, I know a little bit about you, but uh, I, I didn't know. Well, all actions have consequences. Those might catch up with you. Ah, 
um, I, I guess I do owe you a little bit for the whole using your name for random wizard stuff. Um, is there anything I can do to kind of smooth things over? Convince me. Oh? Uh, what? Convince me not to take that book from you. Oh. He's my friend. Your friend? Yeah. I Honestly, he was my only friend for a considerable period of time. and He's good. He's not. And, I, and how do you know that? Do you even know his name? Do you know how many times he just sat up there and listened to some lonely kid talking about his day because nobody else would? How evil can he really be? You have no idea what you have, do you? See, that's the thing. I trust him. He's never done wrong by me. He, he left the last person because they were evil. And picks me and... And he says I'm good, but that's neither here nor there. I think he just... I can't blame him for not wanting to be a book. Oh, child. When I became a goddess, part of the ritual involved casting off my mortality. You see, a mortal can't be a god. Mortals perish. Mortals die. So I took my mortality and cast it away into the ether. But... Did you forget? Do what now? Did you forget what it I... was like to lose something? Oh, no. I lost more than just my mortality. I lost my name. I lost so many of my memories. Many of them from my mortal life. I paid that price willingly. Out of hubris, but willingly. But that book... That book holds mortality in it. Not mine, but another's. What's so wrong with that? You're carrying a phylactery, young Epi. Epi, we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast a spell magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild magic. Don't ask, it was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts, bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe. So anyone can support the Bard Rock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby ones. Bard Rock Cafe's gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show. So if you want to help out and also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch, go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Effie, are you listening? Hmm? Did you say something? <sighs> Diana, 
I brought you both a cup of tea. It's not Earl Grey, but I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I've had your tea, and it's all cups of lies. First of all, I think the finest tea Preston Digitation has to offer. Second of all, this is a new line of teas we'll be serving at the Bard Rock from now on by our partners at Many Worlds Tavern. Oh, I've heard of them. I'm particularly fond of Sleepy Fields and Golden Root myself. Well, if it's good enough for Diana, it's good enough for me. I'll have a cup of that Farthen Harbor. Of course! Here you go. I pour Epi a cup of tea. Epi, roll perception to determine if the tea is made of lies. Damn it. That's a natural one. First of all, you are absolutely convinced Brock used prestidigitation on this tea. Second of all, you feel a wild magic surge inside you, and dozens of thirsty customers appear outside of Brock's food truck right here in the graveyard. No worries, folks. We have plenty of tea from Abril's Tavern for all of you. Try a cup of Sage's Gate or Sacred Spring. Somehow I already have dozens of cups of this already prepared and steeped for this occasion. Of course you did. Want to brew some of this delicious tea at home? Just go to http colon slash slash manyworldstavern.com slash bardrockcafe and use the code bardrockcafe at checkout to save 10% on your order. As always, a portion of your order supports the show. And if you're a coffee drinker like my good friend Armbar, they have options for you there too. Brock, I'm happy for you and all, but get your food truck and all your customers off my lawn. Uh, sorry, Dan, I can't hear you. This tea is selling like hotcakes. And so are the hotcakes. Bye, everybody. That book holds mortality in it. Not mine, but another's. What's so wrong with that? You're carrying a phylactery, young Epi. Do I know what that is? Roll an arcana check. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hopefully I roll good on this one. Okay. This would be the one to roll really high on. Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? Ketchup dice, you've served me well. Sweet Christ almighty ketchup dice. Nat one. Well, you know the drill. Alright! Ketchup dice, you little bastard! Alright, so this was Arcana, so... Nat one plus eight for a whopping nine. And, I mean, roll 2d100. Yeah, we got a 61 and a 34. Okay, so these are both stupid, but, uh, yeah, so 34 is the same as 33. You cast Detect Magic, but you are asleep. Ah. Uh, within the dream? I, I don't know. It's magic, but it's not magic. It's, it's trippy. <laughs> everything just got a weird haze to it. Yeah, like, everything looks exactly the same, but, you know, it also has, like, that, uh, the photo negatives kind of superimposed on it back and forth a little bit you know like it's it's definitely magic but it's still just the dream <laughs> so uh you stare blankly as the raven queen mentions a phylactery and then she shakes her head and says a phylactery young epi holds a piece of a soul it is used as a way of preserving somebody's life beyond their normal means. A phylactery goes along with a lich. 
it holds the lich's soul, or half of it, so that if the lich is destroyed, the phylactery lets the lich live on, and after a period of time the lich's body regenerates, so that the lich lives forever. And what every happens? Lich, every lich picks a different phylactery. This one shows a book. I just sit there and think about it. Tell me something. Since you cast off your mortality to become a god, can you cure a lich? Bring them back to normal human? Yes. You have to destroy the lich and the phylactery, and then they can be revived as normal. Alright. Because you see, my goal has been to bring my friend back. And if this holds his mortal soul, and if that's what he's like, I want to bring him back as human. Would that be good enough? The destruction of a lich, the revive a friend, and you let me keep this phylactery. I know enough about you to know that you don't particularly like the undead. I don't. And this friend of mine has been helping me to heal people when the gods can't reach the mortal realm. Because you're carrying half of him with you. A means to an end. But if I can bring him back to normal, destroy a lich, is that reason enough to let you let me keep him? You would be destroying him. I'd be bringing him back as what he used to be. And what makes you think he wants that? Because he's been trying to come back the entire time I've known him. And what tools has he given you to help in that? Revivify. The ability to grow a body from nothing is on the to-do list. And frankly, he helps with my dyslexia a little bit, which isn't as big of a deal, but it's something for me. Do you have any, I guess, advice on how to help him? I'm not abandoning my friend. I'm sorry. Your friend is keeping secrets from you. Every friend keeps secrets. You're probably keeping plenty yourself. Then ask. Any question. Whatever you want to know. Alright. Why did the gods go silent? Because the end is here. Tablets of fate were corrupted. And so... Fate itself is being undone. Isn't that part of your realm? Can't you fix it? I carry a piece of fate. As my domain. I can't fix it. It's just breaking. Well, is there a way to rebuild it? I imagine. If whatever corrupted the Tablets of Fate could be purged. Yes. And what would that be? I have no idea. Fair you would have to undo the past, I imagine. Not an easy task. Well, perhaps a little easier with the help of a god. Roll a persuasion check. Hey, blueberry dice, don't you dare be a ketchup. You're not at disadvantage anymore, for the record. I know. Uh, wow, this is not, not my day. But 8 plus 7, 
worthy, good enough, hopefully, <laughs> score. Okay. 15. So 15 was the number I was looking for. Oh, phew. So she sits and looks at you for a time. Says, I know that you have been looking for the second tablet. And that you have the first in the basement of the Bard Rock Cafe. This was the first chance I had to bring you here. I do believe you are good. If a bit heretical, sometimes. That is perhaps the most accurate sizing up of me I've ever heard. I mean, I am a wizard. We're known for our hubris. You would know, I think. I do. I am going to entrust you with my little fragment of fate. In return, I want you to use it however you can to save the tablets of fate to undo what's been happening. And, as for your phylactery, trust slowly. Alright. Ah, and she reaches into her sleeve and produces a tiny crystal about the size of, like, your index and middle finger, the tips of those fingers put together. It looks like a star. Pretty. She hands it to you, and as you touch it, it's like a lightning strike. Uh, you, you snap awake. Um, find yourself back in the waiting room, holding that little crystal. The rune that is on your chest is pulsing with newfound power. Ooh. <laughs> So at this point, you uh, level up like we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the benefits of a long rest. And you you are back in the waiting room. Uh, you nothing seems to be happening. Huh. But here you are. I'm just going to kind of look at the sleeve that's got Mord in it. Sometimes you got to help friends the way they need, not necessarily the way they want. But I'm not going to tell him that. I'm just going to open the book right in there. We're off the hook for now. And close it. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to do? I think... Probably take a little meal out of my bag and hand it to my little Ifrit buddy who's probably dying of boredom at this point. And uh, then... yeah. Munches on whatever meal you have. <laughs> I'm gonna try the door again. Uh, the door opens directly into the courtyard. I'm just gonna half say to myself, half say to the castle, This is seriously cool. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely want to have a house like this at one point. I'm gonna kinda step out into the courtyard. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Um, do I, do I see anything from the courtyard? So, looking into the sky, uh, you know you've slept for eight hours, or what feels like it. Uh, 
the sky hasn't shifted at all. The moon is still directly overhead, and the stars are still where they were. Um, go ahead and roll a nature check real quick for me. Okay. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <sighs> I rolled a natural one. Plus four for a five. So, nothing from the roll, but go ahead and roll wild magic. We've got an 18 and an 89. Roll the second one again. So you have an 18 and something. And not an 89. Okay. Uh, 20. So 18 and 20. Okay, hang on. Oh boy. <laughs> As you hold Mort, Mm -hmm. There's this feeling of dread that builds in the back of your your mind that doesn't make sense to you. But you're afraid of Mort. It passes after about a minute. Hmm. 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 I guess me being terrified is me not really registering that, oh yeah, no, no time has passed on the outside. Sure, that explains away the uh, awful role. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, got, we gotta do world building somehow. Uh, oh, dude, this place is so cool. Um, so I guess I'm just gonna kind of, I guess sit on the steps outside the door. Looking up at this gorgeous garden with the marble path in front of me. So you spend a few minutes taking it all in. Uh, and after some time passes, is there anything else you want to do? Yeah. I want to open up the book. And just, uh, I'm going to write in it. I think I need to know more so that I can help you the best that I can. Is that okay? What do you want to know? I'm an open book. I want to cast Legend Lore. Do you have it? I do. You leveled up. You do. I did. Uh, I'm not going to give you grief about material components for this one because that's awesome. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Name, name or describe a person, place, or object. More... Uh, the spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. The more information you already have about the thing, uh, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. Mm -hmm. The information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Hang on one second. Let me dig something out of my notes. Oh, oh. It's what I was going to use the last time Legend Lore was almost cast on Mort. This is true. Now it's just him and me, and it's all good. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, do, do. I have too many fucking notes. All right. So, 
your mind is flooded with a picture. It's it's a fuzzy picture, right? Of a man that you don't recognize, but you know that you're looking at Mort of a sort, right? Um, and it's it's hard because like you're seeing this person like at the same time through various phases of their life. So like as a young man, as an older individual, powerful wizard, uh, young stupid kid, right? Like mm-hmm. all across through their life, um, you're seeing this person. Uh, but also kind of like in the abstract you're seeing kind of like through this cycle of different phases of this person's life you're seeing images appear in kind of a yin-yang pattern right Uh, Mm -hmm. a white teardrop on one side and a black teardrop on the other Uh, and you're seeing at the center of it, a ritual that's starting, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you're seeing the white side of the, the yin and yang pattern get smaller and smaller before finally whatever this ritual is is completed. And it's it's couched in death and evil and just terrible things. And the yin and yang is torn down the middle. The yang side thrust out into the world the yin side congeals into the form of a book uh, and it's the book that you see in front of you right mm-hmm. uh, and then in the back of your mind you hear Mort and another voice that you don't know go in all my vast experience childish notions about gods or divinity, or faith, suppress enlightenment, calculated research, even true seeing. And then just Mort's voice, and if that doesn't frighten you, you are a blind fool. And then you snap back, and that's what you got. Hmm. Okay. I'm absolutely saving that bit of audio just for myself so I can go back over it a couple of times. Um, I look down, is there anything appearing in the book? Nothing is appearing in the book. Yeah, Mort does not respond to you casting the spell. Okay. Well, I'm gonna write in the book. I knew you were good. And I did promise I wouldn't... that I would bring you back. I haven't forgotten that. I'm trusting you. I chose you for this, after all. Right in there. I appreciate it. You're in good hands. Uh, no response. (laughs) And as you write this, uh, a portal opens up in front of you. Ah! You recognize it as the plane shift spell that kind of went awry, being cast... Seemingly in reverse, like you're being called to a point. Uh, Looking through it, you see Brock. A figure you don't recognize, and several other portals with some of your friends coming through them. Oh. I stand up, I sort of brush the dust off of my cloak, and 
I turn and I bow towards the castle and walk through the portal. And you do so. You step into a large reception hall. And that is where we're going to end. Epi's one shot. Yo. <laughs> Yo. You did that. <laughs> My god. That was cool. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Isn't this basically just the same thing as before? Do you have a degree in marketing? Because I have a degree in marketing. He's got you there, Double Tail. Your only degree's in the school of hard knocks. Hmm, sure, whatever. A paycheck's a paycheck, I guess. That's the spirit. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. We have the best fans. Remember to follow us on social media so you never miss an update, and be sure to check out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games, for your TTRPG needs. If you aren't already, consider subscribing to the show on Ko-fi to help cover production costs. Subscribers get special rewards like their own channels on the podcast Discord, personalized messages in the mid-roll ad spot, and more. And of course, we're partnered with FanRoll, whose wide variety of dice and other tabletop accessories are sure to have something unique to add to your table. Links to all that stuff can be found in the show okay. notes. Okay, now in the promo with your patented people's wink! Uh, we did this bit already, but sure. I wink. In a podcast. And it's really good. It's called a callback. Thanks for doing the ad read, Barry. I told you not to call me Barry. Until next time, everyone, rock on.